Welcome to Rider Dojo. Your host, Steve Diamond. What am I even doing here? And Larry Korea. Soylent Green is made out of people! <laughs> Today's episode, State of the Dojo Address, Summer 23. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rider Dojo. Uh, glad to have you all back with us today. Larry, welcome to season five. Wow, I can't believe it's five seasons of this, Steve. Good freaking grief. Yeah, so coming up on 100 episodes. Yeah, that's closing up here shortly. Um, 100th episode might end up being the live show from uh, from Liberty Con. We'll yep. see. Yeah, we're packing out this week. Yeah. There. That should be interesting. Yeah, so um, one of the... Okay, so... Kind of what we started to do beginning of every season. We kind of talk about what we're doing, where we're at, how we're feeling, um, things we're working on, what to expect from this season. Um, the the very first things first I want to talk about is um, to to start off season five. We're likely going to have a series of interviews, um, schedules permitting, how things go. Both Larry and I are going to be at Liberty Con. Um, which uh, by the time this airs, Liberty Con will have already happened. Yeah. On, on that note is because we have our wonderful supporters. That's yep. you guys out there listening. Because for, you know, uh, 99 cents or five bucks or whatever a month you want to donate, uh, you guys can support the show. And we appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and we put your money to good use. Yeah. We just invested in a whole bunch of mobile portable recording equipment and microphones. Yep. I mean, microphones, the recording device, a freaking... Um, really nice Pelican a, case. A rad Pelican case to make sure that it never breaks. Um, yeah. So well, we're, we're recording this right now in the hopes that like the airline actually makes sure that this arrives at Liberty Con. say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Throw a gun in the box and they can't, then if they lose it, the ATF gets mad at them. <laughs> you know, actually they, they, uh, they, don't, they never, they lose my luggage all the time, but they don't lose my luggage when I fly with a gun. Interesting. Because they're scared. Yeah. That said, I say that and I probably jinx myself, Gosh which is why I fly with cheap guns. I don't fly with good guns. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, it's a way I digress, but there's your helpful tip for book tour. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, look, um, one to our supporters out there, um, to our, our financial supporters. Thank you guys so much. The, the equipment that, that we've recorded on for several episodes now, um, we've bought it using the proceeds that, that you've given us just just like we said we would. Yeah, because we use Craig's studio when we can, which is really nice, has a yeah. really nice soundproof room and whatnot, except that's a working studio. I mean, that's Craig's job. That's what he does. Yeah, and, so. and, and we want to make sure that we respect him and his boundaries and, 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 his, and his schedule. Yeah, and Craig's awesome, and we really appreciate him letting us do it. And since we're starting on season two, uh, or season four now, five. Uh, big thanks to season producer- five. Se- Season five. Big thanks to producer Jack. Oh, yeah. Who is awesome. Yeah, we've- Larry and I have gabbed for four seasons. Jack has, bless his soul, has edited us for four seasons. Yeah, and all the sniffs and coughs and <laughs> grunts and hacks <laughs> and yelling at random things. Uh, he has fixed all that up and yep. bleeped out a lot of profanity. Yes, yes. All of it from Larry. I, I've never sworn <laughs> once in my life. Nope. Um, <clears throat> so, so, you know, a big thanks to Jack. Um, big thanks to Craig for letting us use his studio this long. Um, gosh. And, and gosh, I mean, we're still using his, his freaking awesome funky theme song that he wrote for us. Yep. And, uh, 
Yeah, and, and thanks to you, thank you to, to you supporters for for allowing us to um, the freedom to buy this equipment that we can, you know, we can either record it at one one another's house or like we're doing now, we're going to take this show on the road. We're going to take this to Liberty Con. We're going to take this equipment to twenty books in November. Um, and get a lot of interviews out. Yeah, we're really hoping to interview some interesting people for you guys who will bring different perspectives. You've heard me and Steve's perspective on everything at this yeah. point. Yeah, pretty much. And we've had a few we've had a few guest stars on the show. Those have been some of our favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. And we are hoping to get a whole bunch more people. And we've done this before, but this time we have a lot better sound. So we're yeah. really hoping season five, we can really expand it. I think and so. And go from there. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be really good. So... Um, as season five progresses, there's going to be a lot of interviews that we recorded at a certain point in time while we were at Liberty Con. Um, and then after that, you know, we're going to, um, since we have this equipment, um, there's only one other little thing I think we need to get uh, squared away, which shouldn't be a big deal. And then we should be able to have on quite a few guests. Um, one aspect, we, we, we can already do it. Um, we haven't tested it yet, but... Um, this little recording device that we have has a has an adapter to where we can have people phone in and it records it as a separate track, technically speaking. Yeah, we've got to experiment with that still. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I know that we've been a little slow uh, on on getting people in, but the last thing we want to do is is rush that process and then have it suck and have you guys hate us. Well, and we've written a lot of books in the same time frame too, yeah, so I don't yeah. feel too bad. No. So unlike a lot of writing podcast people and a lot of how to write books, we actually write books. <laughs> yeah. I just saw, I just saw one of those in the Facebook group the other day. From, from probably thinking of the same guy. Yeah, yep. I swear that dude writes a, how to be a writer book for every actual novel he publishes. He writes his, he writes another book about, oh man, I can't stand that guy. Oh jeez. <laughs> Lots of, <laughs> lots of wibbly wobbly, herky jerky, um, <sighs> writing books. We try not to insert certain writers, but some of them deserve oh. it. Oh, but anyways, uh, so speaking of, speaking of being busy, the opening of, uh, of, of every season, we kind of talk about what we've been doing for the past month or so and what our next projects are. So, um, for me, I talked about this in one of the final episodes of, of season four, and that was, uh, um, at the time of recording this, I've been in, in, uh, in the drudges and in the, the salt mines of editing for like over a month. And it's just editing and editing and editing. And it's exhausting. Oh, editing is tiring. Like I say, I always, I always tell you guys, editing is work, writing is fun. But that's for the um, author's edition of... Uh, kind of the re-release, the revision, revised edition, whatever the freak you want to call it, um, of Residue. has a new cover, um, which is pretty awesome. I've shown it to Larry. Uh, it looks really good. Yeah, it's kind of got this like cool 80s horror vibe going on. Um, the sequel, Parasite, is also done um, and edited again and again and again. Actually, that cover does look like a, like if it was a John Carpenter movie. Oh, for sure. It totally looks like it, yeah. For sure. I could pull off a, I can pull off a, a, a Robert McCammon novel off my shelf and, and you would see the similarity. Yeah. It's actually, it's I could, I could hear the synthesizer music. Mm. Dude. I love 80s synth wave. That'd Dude, be I love amazing. John Carpenter movies. Heck yeah. I freaking love John Carpenter. So, you know, they have, yeah. In fact, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the, the poster of the thing and this could, yeah, those, those could go together anyway. Um, so, so I've done those two books. Um, the third book that I'm editing right now, I'm almost done with is, uh, New Arcadia, 
which is a, um, my, the first of my collaborations with Mike Rothman. The second of which is comes right after that, um, which is called Operation Thrall. Um, the third one in that series, he and I aren't even going to um, outline it until November. So I've got breathing room, sort of. Yep. Um, and then uh, the thing that I've been working on in between as I was waiting for little projects to be finished off is my Winnie the Pooh story, because I just find it funny that I'm writing a Winnie the Pooh story. Um, but it's, you know, it's about DCI Pooh um, solving an eldritch cult horror uh, murder oh in the Hundred Acre Wood. So, um, yeah, and poor Piglet, poor poor DI Piglet. He's, uh, you know, this cult that's back. It's 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 rough going. I mean, they killed his whole family. Oh wow! That's that's why he has the stutter, Larry. So, uh, <laughs> oh <my gosh. clears throat> it's funny, right? Like like, yeah. dude, did you ever think? Did you ever think when when you were starting out, Larry, that that you'd be writing in some of the properties? That you've written in? No, I mean I, I I've written in the proper all the properties I grew up on now, except for yeah. except for maybe like Transformers. You I didn't mean, write in X Files. You rejected. That's it. true. You said no because you were busy. I did. Yeah, actually, <laughs> you could have called me up. Gosh dang it! Well, to be fair though, I that's not I was not. Uh, well, I don't want to get that. Say it. Yeah. No. 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 It's. I tell you guys, once you get a reputation for being good at delivering product on time, you will never lack for yeah, work. That's true. Yeah. So doing that. Uh, and then, and then of course, um, so Larry and I have already outlined um, instruments of violence, but in the outline, there are gaps in between like scene to scene that we're going through big element to big element. So what I'm doing is I'm, I've been re-listening to the book again and taking very specific types of notes as ideas for scenes that work as callbacks to the first book, um, that further the characters a little bit more, that fill the time gap between book one and two. And so I've been taking a ton of notes on this um, to serve as, as scenes that, that kind of tie the big elements all together. And so that's, uh, that's my next project is is instruments of violence. Very cool. I, I honestly, I'm feeling pretty good going into it. Um, it's, it's a really strange feeling. I, I saw you on Facebook the other day, Larry, you were talking about, um, cause you're, you're writing the fifth, uh, son of the black sword novel, the first, uh, the, the fifth. Um, yeah. I'll talk about that in my, in my part. But yeah. Yeah. Saga of the forgotten warrior book. But, um, you mentioned, as you were going through one of the books, you're like, man, this is one of my, the favorite things I've ever written. Hmm. And you were talking about it. I had a similar moment as I was, um, as I was reading through or listening through book one again of, you know, servants of war. And, and it's, it's probably not the scene that you think it is. Um, I mean, obviously everyone loves the, the, the pet, the kitty yeah, scene. Good. In fact, uh, Blaine Pardo. <clears throat> Blaine Pardo loves that scene. It's one of his favorite scenes of any mech series he's ever read. Which you can understand, he is the the high uh, the godfather of big mech, uh, big mech books. And so, yeah. So when when Blaine said that, I was kind of gee whizzed. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and he left a review for us. It was on Amazon and some other oh, places. Oh, cool! It's, I haven't seen that yet. It's a great review. Oh, Blaine's rad. I love. I freaking love Blaine. Um, it's the scene where. Svetlana gets her hair cut. 
Oh yeah. 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 That's cause that's like, like heartbreaking. It is, but in a good way, said the horror author. Um, I don't know. There's just something so cool about it in, in a novel filled with monsters and in a novel filled with, you know, a, you know, a hell that they're trekking through and trench warfare. It's this like really quiet, like super character centric moment. Mm-hmm. And so as, as I'm, as I'm rereading it, I, I'll get to some of these scenes and I'm like, dude, I'm good. Like we crushed this scene. <laughs> like we crushed it. Yeah. That's um, a good feeling. You know? And, and so it's, 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 it's oddly gratifying. Um, and it's, and it's a relief too. It's like, oh, sweet. I don't suck. <gasps> um, and so, so one of the things I'm trying to do is, is I'm actively thinking about quiet character moments mm-hmm. because, you know, you and I always talk about the sine wave, the ups yep. and the downs. And it's important that in the midst of, of disaster and chaos and action that we have quiet moments where our characters can stand out for who they are um, while they're not murder killing weird fantasy beasts. You know what I mean? I do. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm super excited to write this book. Um, and so, and, and, and look, I mean, I already have the first line because everyone knows what the first line of this book is going to be. Oh, I'm not going to remember. Do you believe, do in, you believe fate? in fate? Yeah. Everyone knows, right? Somehow, some way that line, um, it kind of, I don't know, like it, it, it kind of, got a life of its own during uh, it, the course it, of the novel. Sometimes you have, like we talk about the gobbit and the reverse gobbit. Yeah. Um, do you believe in fate just became that like recurring theme line? It's a kind of, it's a kind of line that like if there's a movie poster, it would be on the poster. It'd be on the movie poster. And it just worked out that way. We didn't plan it that way. No, it just worked no, out it didn't. that way. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's so powerful now. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, it's almost, it's almost like a magical incantation within the book itself now. Pretty much. And so I'm, I'm super excited. When stuff's about to get really weird. Yeah. Well, and well, really weird or really violent and really bad. Really hard. And I mean, you and I both know exactly where this book, and and we've said it on, we've said it on the show. This is basically like Normandy. Oh yeah. This is, this is, uh, this is a very cold, cold version of Normandy. Yeah. Cold version of Normandy, you know, storming the capital. Boom. Like right out, right out the gate. Like we're not, we're not effing around. Oh, no, no, no. This opens with D-Day, basically. Yeah. So I'm stoked. You, I, if you can't tell, I'm stoked. Yeah. Like, like, and, and that's a good place to be. Honestly, enthusiasm is the single most important thing for a writer. Yeah. Everything else is secondary. You can learn everything else. Well, and, and, I, and, and for me, I think that you and I were having a conversation right after you finished uh, Fever, mm-hmm. uh, your, your Cordova collab that comes out this October. And, and the decision right after that was, okay, well, do I write the next MHI book? Because mm-hmm. MHI is dope. Or do I like write and, and probably finish off like the Son of the Black Sword, you know, the Saga of the Forgotten Warrior series, because you just did book four, it's fresh, you've got all this enthusiasm. You're like, dude, you're like feet away from the, from the finish line on that. For a major epic fantasy series, yeah, and that's a big deal nowadays. I mean, you know, you, you'll basically have finished the entire five book series within a 10 year span. 
Yes, that if I do it according to plan, that would put us in ten within ten years. So, which is pretty cool, actually. Well, yeah, and and I mean, and there's been some short stories that you've written in the universe and and stuff like, and this series is freaking rad. Like that series is rad. I'll talk about the decision making process on that. Yeah, because there's yeah. a lot of people waiting for Monster Hunter too, and obviously yeah. I want to do both. You know. So, uh, what else on my side? I've had a bunch of short stories come out recently, um, or that are about to come out. Um, see, I've had a, I had a, a weird apocalypse bug apocalypse story that came out in an anthology called, uh, the monster within, um, I had, um, a story for, um, for law dogs press. Oh yeah. Raconteur. Raconteur press, uh, publications press, um, in a, in an anthology called pinup noir. Um, so I wrote a, yeah. a su- I wrote a cyber saw the cover for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty sweet. I actually yeah. like it. Um, uh, I did a, uh, um, I'm, that's probably the story I'm going to do at my reading at, at Liberty con. Oh, oh yeah. I got to pick one. Yeah. So I'm, so I, uh, I got that story done. It's cyberpunk noir. And then, uh, right after that is a body snatcher story for an anthology at Bain. Um, the anthology is called they're here. And then in Q1 of next year, um, I have uh, mine and your uh, Weird Wars 3 China story, which mm-hmm. is freaking rad. That was fun. And then I also have um, First Werewolf Cop short story in Q1 of next year. Uh, yeah, in uh, the third noir uh, fantasy series yeah. for me and Casey Ezel called uh, Down These Mean Streets. Yeah. And so I have that story coming out. And dude, people are going to freaking love that story. Is that January? I think it's January or February. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited. I've got a lot going on. Um, at this point, uh, I'm probably saying no to all short story requests for the next little bit until I get these yeah. novels done. Yeah. You got a couple novels. You got, well, how, do you still have your sci-fi project that you were working on? I have on a too? sci-fi project on the side, you know, uh, my, my Gundam meets alien story called uh, call of the void. Yep. That, that book's half written, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at about 50 K on that already. Uh, it's really cool. I, I, I like that story a lot. Um, I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah. You've definitely been getting a lot of writing done this year. I've got a lot of writing done. Um, and I, and I keep having to remind myself, Larry, and, and I don't know, um, I, I'm sure that you felt this way too. I keep having to remind myself that when I'm doing editing, that is writing, like it still counts. It it's not new fresh <laughs> word count, but it's business. It has to happen. Uh... I beat myself up on that all the time too. Because editing doesn't give me new, fresh word count. Like, I'm trying to hit 10,000 words a week when I'm writing, but I can't always be writing. I got to no. edit, and I got to prep, and I got to think, and all that other Gosh, stuff, Gosh, dang, dude. I mean, and, 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 you know, and I know I'm not being fair to myself, mm-hmm. because, um, like, on Residue, right? Like, I, I mentioned this in one of the previous episodes. I added, just raw added, you know, beginning word count to end word count. It's like 6 or 8K I added to it, which is not insubstantial. For a book that size. No. Okay. Um, it used to be YA, which is right around 60 to 70,000 words. Yes. Yeah, so you've increased the book by almost 10%. Yes. I did. Yeah. I increased it by 10%. While menu, while, while manipulating about 20,000 words of other yeah, fiction so within it. Yeah. You added 5,000 words and I bet that was after you subtracted some too. So yeah. you probably added more than you Subtracted, thought. clarified, yeah. embellished, um, you know, all sorts of crap, dude. Uh, and then the same thing happened with the sequel Parasite. So like it is, yeah, look, it, there's writing in there, but, <laughs> but it's like gross writing. I don't like it. 
I know. I, I hear you. <laughs> okay. So that's all. That's me. Y'all are tired of hearing about me. No one, no one gives a crap. Yeah, anymore. I'll talk about all my crap yeah, yeah. after. Okay. So we'll take a break. We're going to come back. And we'll let Larry talk about his stuff. Because um, I'm tired of ta- talking about myself. So we'll be right back. In space, beyond the bonds of Earth or under strange and distant stars, Space Cowboys and Space Cowboys Electric Rodeo are the collected stories about the brave men and women carving out a life on new and deadly frontiers. These lawmen and outlaws, rovers and grifters, aliens, clones, and telepathic teenagers are the cowboys who put their lives and honor on the line, fight against the odds, and head out frontier justice where civilization is light years behind Brought to you by Raconteur Press, publisher of multiple anthologies with new and established authors that will entertain you for hours on end. Space Cowboys and Space Cowboys Electric Rodeo, available now on Amazon. Keep an eye out for Space Cowboys Return of the Buckaroo, coming in September 2023. All right, everybody, welcome back. Okay. We spent the whole first half talking about how amazing I am. Uh, it's you know it's it's wonderful. We kind of we were joking at the break that uh, when you when you say the things out loud, you start thinking, "Oh my goodness, like I'm really freaking busy." Yeah, like you ever start to feel like, "Oh, I don't work that hard. I, I could do better." And then you like list what you're doing. You're like, "Oh, I guess I do a lot, huh?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I didn't even talk about like like the special editions I'm doing. Nope. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, we're almost we're, uh, almost got Warbound. Yeah, Warbound. Uh, you almost know, I'm, I'm I'm wrapping up, um, you know, all the layout and everything on that. Very exciting. Um, that'll be out. That'll be done. That'll be sweet. Uh, and then I'm helping Chris Rocchio, Christopher Rocchio, doing the uh, the special edition of Empire Silence. That's very cool. And I showed you some uh, one of the interior pieces for mm, it. Absolutely and it's gorgeous. Freaking mind blowing. Yeah, it looks really good. So, all right, but enough about me. Enough about me, Larry. Let's talk about you. Okay, okay. so. Let me think here. I have, I've, I've had a busier, you, you've been slammed. Well, season's half a year, basically. Yeah. Cause we're doing 24 episodes a season. Um, yeah, it's been nuts. Okay. So you just finished fever. I did. Monster That's the Hunter, most recent thing. Monster right? Hunter Memoirs fever with Jason Cordova will be out in October. Uh, so we should have the E-Arc out here anytime now, maybe even by the time this airs. Oh yeah. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Yeah. And so. Uh, Monster Hunter Memoirs Fever is 1970s Los Angeles. I'm so excited for this one. Uh, And the fun thing about the the Memoirs novels, so what we've decided to do in the Memoirs novels, those are all collaborative. It's me and somebody else writing about some other part of the Monster Hunter universe that we've maybe talked about, but we've never delved into before. So we did the 1980s, uh, Seattle and New Orleans Mm -hmm. with uh, John Ringo. And now this is with Jason Cordova and we're doing this. And the main character is Chloe Mendoza, who is actually a really interesting character. Don't want to give too much away. Totally different narrator than the... So Chad... Uh, from the previous memoirs, is a to- uh, unreliable narrator. Very unreliable narrator. Very, yeah. very uh, over the top kind of mm-hmm. '80s action hero kind of yeah. dude, right? Yeah, it lends right to the time frame. Yeah, Chloe's not. Yeah, uh, but great character. Actually, as far as how dangerous the character is, she is she is crazy dangerous. Um, but she is not uh, a heavy attitude person. I, w- I was talking with Jason Cordova about this. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, hey, buddy. Um, you're not going to do X, Y, or Z, are you? Because please no. Well, so, and, and he, and he, and he goes, 
He's like, dude, you know me. So for the for the Monster Hunter fans, she is. So so this will mean nothing to the rest of you, but for the Monster Hunter fans, she's puff exempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a puff exemption. She's like Earl, but she's not mm-hmm. a werewolf. She's something different. Um, she's a unicorn. Yeah, she's. I'm uh, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, actually, no, she was on Special Task Force <laughs> Manticore. Yeah. So, uh, but no, she she did her she did her time, uh, but she is actually kind of a humble person. She's. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. And, uh, I think it's going to be fun. I like this one. She's got, and we'll put it this way. She's got some family issues. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's her, her, so her, her, she's got, she, she has some issues with her dad. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who may or may not be an Aztec God. But anyways. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, Larry, but didn't, didn't you sign up to do a third Lost Planet Homicide? I did, yeah. So I uh, don't have the contract yet. We just negotiated a contract. So there will be a third Lost Planet Homicide episode. Oh, man. I'm so glad. I love those stories, dude. I enjoy those so much. I get to play gritty cop show in space. Well, do you, do you find, I know this is, I, I wrote a sword and sorcery novella earlier this year that is supposedly in, in edits now, but um, don't you find that it serves like that 20,000 words? It serves as like this nice creative palate cleanser. It really is because 20,000 words isn't that long. I can write that in a week if I have a, a week. good week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, two weeks if I'm yeah. uh, if I'm my, my normal pace. Uh, and actually they, they tend to be very brisk. I mean, they're like, mm-hmm. they're, they're like an episode of a TV cop show is how I've set these up. Yeah. You know, maybe, or maybe a... Maybe a two episode with a two be continued in the middle of it. Yeah, like you know a, what I mean. Yeah, like, or maybe like a like a BBC episode of a cop show, like like an episode of Luther. Yeah, the hour so and like, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But intense, uh, overarching mystery, really, really interesting, fun setting. Yeah, super cool setting. The setting is super cool. So it's like Crapsack City, but only that's on a like the most inhospitable colony planet ever. Like it's just the, awesome. Uh, on both of the on both of the first ones, it's funny. You sent them over to me. And been like, hey, Steve, um, here's these two things for you to read if you want. I know you're busy. You probably can't, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm pretty busy. I probably can't. And then inevitably, I'm sitting in front of the TV. And I just kind of like open the document on my phone. And I, I like skim the first couple like pages. And then the next thing I know, it's like an, it's like two hours later. And, and I've read the whole thing. And, and I've sent you a, an email full of like suggestions or comments or like, dude, this is rad. Yeah. So this is Every my- Every freaking time, dude. This series is like my, my love song to the Gritty Cop Show. Only I'm a science fiction fantasy author. Yeah. So I, this, this is the direction I took it. But I really love those. So there will be a third one. I don't know when yet. Um, so my current project, we mentioned a little bit before the break, uh, is going to be the fifth and final- Son of the Black Sword, Saga of the Forgotten Warrior novel, tentatively titled Graveyard of Demons. Oh, such a good title. And uh, my biggest concern going into this was, because the previous books are all been about 140, 150,000 words. And I got a lot of stuff to wrap up. And I was like, I was like, so I was talking to Tony Weisskopf. I was like, Tony, what happens if I run long? She's like, if you run really long, we'll split it in half and do a part one, part two. And yeah. just publish them back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, cool, because so creatively that freed me up to not have to worry about it. Yeah. No, theoretically though, it still will be one. I'm not sure. We'll see. But I'm working on it now. What I'm doing is I've actually rereading in depth and taking a lot of notes. Yep. The previous four books. Uh, I just got done listening to the third one on audiobook. The fourth one, the audiobook was delayed. However, should be out soon. I've got noticed that uh, Tim Gerard Reynolds is recording it right now. That's awesome because he's so freaking good. Yeah, and that was just sometimes stuff, guys, uh, just falls through the cracks. Man, balls get dropped. Logistically speaking, it's it's it can be kind of difficult to get all these all these things lined up. 
Most of my audiobooks come out the same day as my regular book. Uh-huh. And well, usually, and that's the ideal circumstance. But I've had a couple of instances where it hasn't for just whatever reason. This is one of those. It happens. I'm not going to worry about it. The, I mean. The important thing here, and the only, to me, the only thing that really matters at this point is that it's the same narrator. It is. And Tim's awesome. And I got a lot of fans get upset. Like, it's my fault. It's like, dude, I'm the one losing money. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, I'm more upset than you are. Yeah. Uh, but no, it is what it is. And. Honestly, I'm really excited because this will be 10 years from beginning to end for this series. I love this series. This is my most serious series. Yeah, there's not, this is not like, like, you know, there's not, there's not the witty banter that we see in. I mean, there's some, I mean, there's some, some, but there's some I mean, humor in there, but it's definitely, um, it's a more serious book just because of what it's about. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to have a brawl over it, you know, at a. At a buffet in Vegas. Oh, no, no. Gutch would win. Um, yeah. I mean, so speak, I do have some funny character. He's funny. Sure. So. Um, but, okay, so when I was trying to decide, when I got done with Fever, I needed to decide, uh, and these are all under contract. I was like, what am I going to do next? Am I going to do the fifth and final saga of the Forgotten Warrior? Or am I going to do the next Monster Hunter, mainline Monster Hunter International? Both really popular. I love them both. I, I don't think there was a bad call here to make. No, and I talked it over with Tony Weisskopf, and honestly, Business-wise, they both make really good money, mm-hmm. with Monster Hunter making a bit more. But on the tail end, Son of the Black Sword does better. So it's actually, they're both really popular. Well, so I didn't really have a wrong answer there, Did um, business-wise. Did, did factoring in ending a series come into this? That's what put me over the top. Okay. So what it is, is just because the last couple of years, there's been all this controversy about epic fantasy series getting started and then never getting finished. Which we talked about a couple months ago. Because there are certain authors who are lazy sacks of crap mm-hmm. and they've given the entire genre a bad name. And I've taken this kind of personal because I'm fine, but I know a lot of young guys are struggling because people won't buy series until they're done. So I'm going to finish my series. Yeah. That way it's done and people can point at it and say, look, this, this series got done and and i'd be again numbers hat on i'd be hard pressed to not imagine um this series seeing a sales bump by being done i would i would assume that as much as i see people complain about unfinished series i would like to think that they're not just all talk and they will actually go purchase it we'll see yeah i mean some people on the internet like to complain so much so that you know, on the, on the cover of the final book, I might actually, I would actually put something like the final volume in Saga of the Forgotten Warrior. Yeah. You know, so people, when they look at it, they go, oh, it's done. Well, I've told people I'm going to do this. It's no secret. I'm going to dedicate the last book to George Martin. Yeah, baby. I was going to be to George R. R. Martin. See, it's not that hard. Yeah. And people are going to get offended by that. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> I invite, I invite people to compare the two series side by side. He wrote a whole series in the time between his his, his most one. recent two books. Yeah, so, so. I, I'm not worried about it. But honestly, that is that is that that's just me making it. Honestly, the dedication is more about my personal philosophy as a writer, sure, and as a human being with a work ethic. Mm-hmm. I ain't milking cows. Everything is easier than that. We need to get over ourselves. So yeah, for sure. Now, uh, beyond that, okay. So after that would be obviously next Monster Hunter. I got people waiting for that. I don't even want to say what the potential title is for that because that's so far out. But it, I mean, it picks up right after um, Bloodlines. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what. So, I'll, don't hold me to this, guys. But it's Monster Hunter Trespass. Ooh. 
That's a fun. That's a fun title. Well, because you guys know how Monster Hunter novels are titled, right? It's Monster Hunter Strong Word. Yeah. With a strong word usually having some sort of connotation to the uh, thing. And if you remember where we left off, this one's basically like a small scale raid slash invasion into another dimension. Yeah. <laughs> into a fairy tale dimension that is currently being warred between the forces of chaos and the old ones. It's fine. Yeah. So it's basically the the entropy of the universes versus Cthulhu and friends in the fairy tale world. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and my people get to go in there and like wreck some face and blow some crap up. Because they're basically bringing in the uh, magical equivalent to a nuclear weapon. Yeah. So, good times. Um, I can't believe I do this stuff for a living. That's so right? weird. Um, Jeez, after that, so I got also coming up with Casey Ezel, the, uh, we've talked about already, you're in it. Yep. Uh, Down These Mean Streets. Very excited. Um, biggest reason people are going to buy this book. Uh, it won't be for me. Won't be for Laurel K. Hamilton, who's also in there. It's going to be because Hinkley, my daughter, has a second Kuro story oh, nice. in there. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, she does. It's actually it, it opens it opens up. You know how they have those little um, those little Japanese restaurants where if you're by yourself, they feel bad for you and they'll put a stuffed animal in the seat oh, next to you. Yeah, yeah. So it actually opens with the main characters eating there, and they put a little like stuffed stuffed bear across from her. <laughs> no, she's uh, she's a good writer, so I'm excited to see where she goes. Um, that's what I've got coming up immediately. And, uh, so quite a bit of stuff, stuff on the writing front going on. It's been really busy. Well, and, and, and once, once, uh, your saga of the, of the Forgotten Warrior series is done, I know you've got another Grim Noir series. I do. Planned. My thing on the start in the new Grim Noir, Grim Noir is I didn't want to start another thing until I finished one too. Right. So that was another advantage of finishing Saga of the Forgotten Warrior. Yeah. Basically, I'd clear some brain space to have a whole other active trilogy. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Honestly, because I didn't want to have another, because there's a lot of guys who keep starting stuff but not finishing stuff. So I wanted to finish something. Because let's see, oh, Monster Hunter is an ongoing series. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I'm going to write a lot of those. Yeah, I mean, this is. This there's is like, so much I can this do. This is like there. the Harry Bosch series for Michael Connolly. It's not like it ends. No, it just, you know what I mean. Things there's, happen. There's more things happen. The world progresses. There is, new things there change. There is an overall story arc for Owen, the main character. I mean, sure. there is a story arc, and we'll, you know, there is an end to his story. When that and it's that that book in my head has been called Monster Hunter Omega. Well, yeah, that makes sense. In that, well, you know, and I've had that. I've had that out there for a while. When will that be? I don't know. Never. Well, because I keep coming up with ideas for stuff I want to do between now and then. I know. But you know, all these people are aging. <laughs> Now there is a, um, as I recall, there is another Monster Hunter Files anthology planned. There is, yeah. So what it is is because Jason Cordova is doing memoirs with them anyway, so he's eyeball deep in the Monster Hunter universe now. So I'm going to use Jason uh, to co-edit with me on that, and we're going to compile a uh, second anthology. Yeah, Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, on that one, I'm going to invite a whole bunch of people again. I can't talk about that yet because we haven't made the official invites. I mean, of course, I've got people I'd like to have, like a lot of people I'd like to have come back and continue their stories mm-hmm. from the first one. That first anthology was man one of the most profitable anthologies we've ever had. Dude, that uh, anthology is rad. That anthology has rocked, just so you guys know, money-wise. Every author in there made about as much as they made on their advance of their first book. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for reals. It's, uh, for that, realsies. Yeah, like, like buy a decent used car. Yeah. For real. I mean, that's for a short story. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No, and so know. I'm really looking forward to doing a second one. Yeah, that should be really good. Problem is, I can only have so many authors, right? And well, I, and, and we've talked about this before. There comes a... You, you do have to gatekeep a little on this. I have to, because there would literally be, like, not a joke, 
Um, there's 500 people. There, who, there's 500 authors who Easy. would be in this. Oh, I, I mean, I, I've I've had not just for the money. <laughs> no, no, I've had um, I I've had more than a few people tell me when they find out that I'm in the first anthology. They're like, like, oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to be in that next one. Tell Larry that I want to be in that next one. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you and most people. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of people who hate my guts who don't, but anybody, any author who doesn't hate my guts has been like, heck yeah, man, I'd like to make you know, decent used car money off one short story. Um, and honestly, Monster Hunter is just fun. And it's a big world. Dude. There's a lot of stuff you can do. There's a lot of room. There's a lot of wiggle room in there. Um yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's fun. So the problem for me is as soon as I say there's going to be a second Monster Hunter Files, I'm going to get a hundred people who are like, hey, read my story. Well, like, I mean. And I, and I just can't because I mean, there's I, no way. I think it's safe to say that the short list is basically done. Yeah. Well, let me put it this way. We talk about how much being a writer kills your writing time or kills your reading time. Editorial. Editorial. Yeah. That's murder, dude. And so for me, when people are like, hey, read my stuff, it's almost impossible. Yeah. To put this in perspective, guys, there are, I have manuscripts for books that don't come out for months and months and months from some of the best writers in America where they just sent me the Word document. Yeah. And I haven't read them yet. Yep. I'm right there with you. Because I can't. I just don't have the time. Yep. I mean, we were talking about this at lunch today. Yeah. And I, I mean, I could, I could like, you know, I could like flaunt some stuff, but I can't because no. I just don't have time. And, uh, but they're like, hey, Larry, you want to read this? I was like, dude, I would love to. I don't know when that's going to happen. But uh, yeah, so that is what it is. Uh, so yeah, there will be another files. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff coming up. I, I, I'm basically, like I said, with what I have under contract, if I have no new ideas, I'm good for the next, you know, decade. No, you're good. <laughs> I mean, gosh, between Monster Hunter, Grim Noir, some of your other stuff, you know the collabs that you're doing with other people with me. I've got a bunch of my own books and audio that I've not even listened to yet. Oh geez. Yeah. Because I just, well, and here's the kicker and I can't, like, I had this big long drive, but I'd listen to some of the black sword stuff. Well, like, Cause it's work because I had know. to get in the headspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be listening to like, uh, you know, I can't listen to servants of war and then go write son of the black sword. No, it put, no. And, I, and I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. Like, like I, I need to be in the right mind space, tone, character, all of that for the project. I'm right. On. I definitely can't like go listen to Tom Stranger. Yeah, don't do that. No. Well, I did listen to on the way home. I hadn't. I finally listened to the audiobook of my gun book in defense of the Second oh, Amendment. That's different. That's nonfiction. That that's yeah. That was nonfiction. It was different. It was actually really interesting to hear my words coming from a dude who's got like a really manly like radio announcer. John McClain is it's no you know, and he killed it. And, but it's interesting because like these are this is just me that book is just me talking right yeah. that's me talking about something I'm passionate about so to hear basically my exact words and phrases it is different than like an audiobook narration of fiction and so I was like wow I, people are gonna think that like I sound like that <laughs> <laughs> I do not that's sound funny. like that. Yeah, no. It was good. It was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, it was fun to listen to that. And I actually listened to a bunch of episodes of Writer Dojo too. Oh, interesting. Because I'm way behind. I have not listened. I'm like 18 episodes behind now on listening to my own podcast. Ooh. Well, on that note, we're done here. You know, that was, this is the state of the dojo, guys. We, you know, we didn't have stats this time like we did last time because last no, time was that, for that's, a new that's year. That's for a year. That's a yearly thing. So seasons half a year. So we'll have that next time. Next season six, we'll do that. 
Good grief. Oh, we forgot to mention Facebook page. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook. There is a Writer Dojo Facebook group. We are up to, I don't know how many. A couple 50, thousand. No, it's like 1,400 now or something. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, so it's it's pretty big and they're all writers and they're all people. It's surprisingly docile and nice. Well, actually people are very helpful because we don't yeah. tolerate any crap. Every time we've had somebody like try to start some crap, we've just like laughed at him. Yeah. He's like, Larry, this guy was mean to me. He's like, I ain't your dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, handle your crap. Yeah. <laughs> I had a controversial opinion and people were mean. So, you know, look, we're, we're, we're basically, you know, all the way through four seasons. We've come a long freaking way. Um, somehow, miraculously... We uh, we keep figuring out things to talk about every week. Um, I'm actually kind of stunned by that. I, I think that, you know, and, and I'm sure that when we have our 100th episode here coming up, um, you know, if it's not the live studio one, um, live from a studio audience, um, if it's not that one, then, you know, me, you, and Jack will, ju- will just sit down and, and have an episode talking about stuff. But I'm with you. I think that of everything... The biggest surprise for me so far has been how we've been able to continually talk about crap. Well, every time we think of something, somebody will come along and have a, t- have a question about it mm-hmm. with some sort of take that I didn't think of mm-hmm. or stuff I just take for granted. And they're like, well, what do you mean by that? And I was like, well, I could talk about that for a half an hour. I mean, shoot, the, just the other day, um, you know, we, we, we were talking about uh, indie authors and kind of the churn and burn that a lot of them do. And then um, one of the authors in our group, Rick. Oh, yeah, because I, I threw down what I thought was like crazy numbers. And Rick, Rick Partlow yeah. is doing He's eight. doing like, like eight plus 100,000 word novels. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. A year. You're a freaking beast. A year, eight. He's doing like seven or eight every year. And he's done that for years. Yeah. 100,000 word novels. And That's, that And that dude's good. Yeah, and he's a good writer. And that's, I think, because a lot of these guys that write a lot like that, they don't have the corresponding quality, but everything I've ever heard about Rick's writing is positive. He's a good writer. Yeah. I mean... But he's just trained himself to perform and to produce at that level. Yeah. I I think that's freaking rad. I think it's incredible. Yeah, so hats Um, hats off to him. Yeah. And so, I mean, every every now, you know, we'll say something, we do something, someone comes at us and says, well, yeah, but... But what about this? What about, what about X, Y, and Z? Well, so-and-so like, does it this way. And we're like, oh, dang. Okay, well, right. we'll chat about that. Well, one of the things we said at the very beginning of the show, and we've like stuck to this, I think, pretty dang religiously, is that what we offer to you guys is suggestions, mm-hmm. not rules. We're not, we're not going to say this is the only way to do anything. And if we ever do, we're talking out our butt. Because outside of a handful of really fundamental things, like, you know, basic literacy, there's really not rules. No, I, I was on uh, Casey Azell's show. Um, by the time this airs, I, th- I think that episode will be live. Uh, her podcast is called, or her YouTube channel, podcast, whatever. I think it's called My Writer Life. Uh, anyway, Casey and I were on there. I had a great time ta- talking with her. But um, we were talking about the Writer Dojo on the show and, and kind of why, you know, why it exists. And again, look, this is season five. We're 100 episodes in. And a lot of you are joining us for the first time now. And again, it, it comes down to, we have a lot of suggestions. We've seen a lot of things. We've been on a lot of panels. We've spoken to a lot of authors. Uh, and we've seen a lot of other shows that, that have stopped giving out 
suggestions as if they're suggestions. Yeah. They're too busy telling you what you're not allowed to do. And I hate that. Me too. Yeah. I've been doing this for 15 years and I find that that attitude uh, of taking away rather than giving, it diminishes us and it diminishes our art and it, it offends me and it bothers me. And so rather than complain about it, I'm going to create something that I hope will provide people better tools well, for I mean, success. And, and, and you and I have both been helped along the way by some incredible, incredible authors. Yeah. Incredible authors. Many of whom we've mentioned on this show. Many who, we, yeah, who we're, we're still friends with them. You know, we, we chat with them. We see them at places. We're, we're excited to be with them. Um, and, and they've helped us in a lot of ways. And, and so while it seems that the attitude, the prevailing attitude amongst um, some people is, I'm just not going to share that knowledge because if I share that knowledge, it'll hurt me and, and other people will get better. Um, I, I tend, and, and I know you you go this way too, Larry, and this is why we started the show. And this goes back to what your um, your keynote speech was at FenCon um, down uh, last year in, in, in September. And that's that, you know, high tides raise all, sh- raise all ships. Um, you know, if, if we're good and we help others be good, that just helps us be better um, as a group, and and that's what we've we've always aimed for this show to be, um, and and it's what you know Larry and I will fight tooth and nail, um, and and producer Jack will will ensure that we that we keep going in that direction. Um, that that's what our goal is: raise the tide for everybody. Doesn't matter if you agree with us or not. You know we're going to raise that tide. So. All right. Well, Larry, that's it. Here we go. One more season. Here we go, baby. Season five. Season five. Giddy up. Yeehaw. Writer Dojo is Steve Diamond and Larry Korea. Produced by Jack Wilder and Bear and Hair Studios. Theme song, Word Mercenaries by Craig Nibo. New episodes come out every Wednesday wherever you stream your content. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can help support us by going to anchor.fm slash writerdojo, by leaving a five-star rating and review, and by helping to spread the word. To advertise on the Writer Dojo, email ads at writerdojo.com. All questions and comments can be emailed to questions at writerdojo.com. Oh my gosh, dude. I hear. You're a freaking beast. I can't believe I do this stuff for a living.